Welcome to the LA Realtor Podcast. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And we're getting to know the industry one conversation at a time. Good morning. Welcome to the show, everybody. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? You you look ready. You got your green juice. It's matcha, but close. Matcha. Yeah. Very nice. Yes. The caffeine of the people who don't drink coffee. Yeah, but you just gave that up recently. Don't, don't act Whatever. all high and mighty. Oh, I'm not. Don't. I miss coffee very <laughs> I'm actually enjoying your coffee breath. That's oh. how um, sad it is. I'm like, oh God, that oh. smells good. I was going to bring my like Starbucks closer to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Is that the only kind of breath that like is kind of okay? Like, okay. Yeah, I think so. Coffee. <laughs> coffee Unless breath. like you're on a date and you both had garlic, but you got to both have garlic. You know? mm, I'm not into that. <laughs> Anyways, let's end this stream of conversation. Let's. And I'm going to tell you about our guest because I'm pretty excited so to I. have her on. Look, I've worked with her in the past. And to me, she's really synonymous with LA and Southern California and real estate and design and staging. And when I say her name is synonymous with that, I really do mean that because I'm excited to tell you that we have as our guest today, Meredith Bear. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on this. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you. I mean, you Indeed. really are synonymous with, I'd say, higher end LA real estate and staging. We're going to learn more about you because I think there's more to your business. But can we start, you know, I was on your website and you just have such a fascinating origin story <laughs> to, <laughs> to how you started in 1998. So I'm just going to I'm going to turn it over to you. I would love for our audience to hear how you got started. Well, I love being able to say that I got started accidentally. I um, had been a screenwriter and I was leasing a house in Brentwood and uh, the owner came to town and saw that I had been putting a lot of work into fixing up his house. And so he basically kicked me out and sold it out from under me (laughs) as my reward. And I was essentially didn't have a place to live. and I convinced a friend of mine who had just finished a spec home to let me put my furniture in there. And the house sold in a couple of days for half a million dollars over asking to the head of one of the studios. And bam, brokers started calling me and saying, would you do this for me? And I said, yes. And then I, for the last 25 years, I've been saying yes to anything (laughs) people have asked me to do in this, (laughs) in this way. So in the beginning, since I actually didn't have a home anymore, I would negotiate into my contract. I'd say, listen, if I can live here, I'll give you a 20% discount. And so I would be living in a home. And of course, I'd be, I'd be up to all hours fixing it up and making it cuter. And so the houses were selling usually in a matter of a few weeks. So I was moving every month for a while there. So that wow. was the beginning for me. Wow. And so now you're, so this year is your 25th anniversary of being in business, right? It's our 25th anniversary, almost to the month, to tell you the truth. Wow. Very exciting. Happy anniversary. That's an incredible Thank you. um, I I went from being sort of a one-man show to to having 350 employees and a lot of trucks. so cool. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of trucks. A lot of, do you have one person on your team that's just in charge of the DMV stuff? Yeah, there, there is the one person who sort of is, is dedicated to the trucks and the repairs and so forth. That's so I, th- cool. I think we have 32 trucks. Amazing. Here's what I want to know first. 
there's lots of stagers in town and I dare say lots of good stagers. Why and how do you think that you kind of became the leader, the go-to, the the best known and highest quality stager in LA? What what do you think led to that? Well, first of all, I was the first one to do it. And then over the years, I, I think within a year of my starting, there would be another staging company and then another one. And a lot of them just sort of came and went. And then actually over the years, I've even bought a couple of the staging companies. Mm. But I think, you know, that we, we really give it our all. We just really give it our all. We're there to sell homes. We're there to assist developers and brokers make their properties look irresistible. And I mean, there's, we're, I think we're probably bigger than all the other companies put together practically. And we've spread all over the country at this point. And we travel the world for beautiful things. Can you imagine what an awful job that is? (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we also, on a regular basis, donate to charities, anything that isn't pristine. And so it's kind of a win, a win-win for us that way. So we're, we're, we're in houses, out of houses, we're giving it away, we're buying. And it's, it's a 365 days a year. That's what we're doing. You still love it? I love it. I have to admit, I love it. <laughs> the only frustrating thing to me is that I'm not physically installing homes myself anymore. I'm running a big company. And that I is a little bit frustrating to me because I would love to just be installing every single house myself. But I have about hmm. 35 designers and they're all talented and unique in, in their vision. And I love them. And I get, I, you know, I look at every job they do. I have a question for you. So I've been, you know, going on caravan to brokers opens for the last decade. And it's happened probably a dozen times at least where I'll walk into an open house and I'll be with somebody else and they'll go, is this Meredith Bear? And people will just kind of have this um, inkling that it's you. And then we'll ask the realtor. And oftentimes it is. Did you create a certain aesthetic intentionally? that would be kind of like a brand, like a trademark, or did that happen just by stance of you choosing the items that you were attracted to most? How did that I happen? think it happened organically. Be, although, you know, I studied even in college to be a writer, I think my heart was always in real estate. So even when I was in college, I was flipping houses. I would do, and I would, boy, I went to school in Boulder, Colorado, and I can't tell you how little we'd pay for a house, but I would just do very small cosmetic things and furnish it. Even then I was in love with white sofas, probably a different style then, but I, and I could change it up very easily. It was, it was like having white walls. You can kind of do anything you want when you have sort of those basics. And so I think that really what I brought really was the taste that I'd always had. And I don't know where I got it or, or just fell in love with it. I, I think you probably know that I grew up at San Quentin prison. My dad was a warden. So I certainly didn't get my taste from those walls. <laughs> but, but, um, my mom not. used to just let me, she was always flipping houses and she used to let me just move furniture around even when I was a little girl. And it just huh. was an innate thing that I never put very much value on. 
to me, you know, a writer was something I should be. And all of a sudden I thought, why did I spend all those years as a tortured writer in a room by myself in my head when I could have been moving furniture around? (laughs) (laughs) That's it. So you got, you you clearly got your sense of style from your mother. Yes. Not your father. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Locking people up versus moving furniture. (laughs) (laughs) Black, black bars aren't in style right now. Well, actually, but, but let me ask you this. You mentioned the white sofa. In your 25 years, is there anything like that that has stayed in style that just doesn't go you out know, of style? What's, what's interesting is all the other stagers that come along pretty much copy what we do. You know, you mm-hmm. they they go for the white sofas. They almost like any style we sort of, any item we bring in and we start using a lot, we'll then see the other staging companies buying and trying to use the same thing. So we just try to stay ahead of the game all the time. But I would say constantly um, re- definitely, I think beautiful artwork has always been a big deal to me. And we're always looking for new artists and, and buying new art and or working with the same artist, just trying to get new, new pieces. But mm-hmm. beautiful rugs, interesting art, interesting objects, and then a just stylish, simple, beautiful furniture. It's so amazing to me how staging works. Like you must have thought about this, but it's so psychological, right? Because it's the same house. It's the same space, but you've put things into it and and you've made it feel like the four seasons. Have you ever thought about the psychology, the emotion that you're really just trying to elicit? Absolutely. I have, because it's, it's all about falling in love. You meet a cute guy or your guy, you meet a cute girl, or if you're Whatever, whatever you're looking for, and, um, <laughs> any combination um, to have a date, right? And you're getting ready, uh-huh. and you're going to want to look as cute as you can. You know, you're going to want to dress yourself in a way that makes you feel attractive. And it's the same with the house. We're dressing the house to. We want whoever walks in that door to fall in love with this house. So we're going to do everything we can to it to make it irresistible. Uh, So I think what I took away from that is like an unstaged house, a blank house is like rolling out of bed, you know, first thing in the morning where you don't want to see that person. And a a staged (laughs) house is when they're all dressed up and they're looking hot. I could not have said it better. Yeah. Yeah. You you know, it's like, oh, you you open the door, someone's coming to pick you up and you haven't even brushed your teeth. (laughs) <laughs> I, I swear mm. when I'm looking at houses, which is what I spend <laughs> almost every day doing online, I'll look at a house and I'll say, it's empty. What are they thinking? Because I'm sure there are you know, yeah. plenty of people who do have an imagination and can imagine what it would look like if they did furnished it this way or that way. But most people are busy doing what they do and they don't think about furniture nonstop like some of us do. <laughs> And mm-hmm. they, they can't imagine what, it, what it's like. On the other hand, if it's beautifully furnished, then they walk in and they go, oh, wow, I could see myself living here. This is where I would do that. This is where I would do that. That's what they want to feel. They want us to do the work for them. And we are happy to do it. 
So what percentage of the homes that you stage are complete? Are they all completely empty? Again, just lost you for a second. Oh, what percentage of the homes that you stage are completely empty? Do you do any partial staging or is it mostly um, just? 95, at least percent are empty when we start, which is definitely our preference is to stage an empty home. It's a lot more work and a, a much bigger challenge to try to blend our things with the homeowners because we pick things that we think will appeal to the most people and not too specific. So we will integrate some of the homeowners furnishings if, if they ask us to, but it is a lot easier for us to bring a look to the home with, with what we have. You are known to stage some of the ultra, ultra high end homes here that sell in LA what I'm curious to hear some stories about that. What are the challenges when you're working in these 20,000 square foot homes with these ultra high-end sales? Can you tell us about that? Well, I, I mean, the challenge is to bring, is to really look at the house, see the house, get to know the house and ask it what it wants to be and then deliver that. Hmm. <laughs> and kind of to bring to, to the bones of that house what will make it look its best and make it look irresistible. So sometimes houses might be like huge and gorgeous and super modern, but it might feel kind of cold. So it might be our challenge to to make it warm. And so how are we going to warm up a super, super modern home and make it feel like a home instead of a hotel or a conference room? And yeah. Sometimes that's a very big challenge. Or on the other hand, an older house, which has, how do we make it feel fresh? And it might be that we need to, might be, have a major history to it and really, really have great bones, but how do we freshen it up and, and kind of bring it forward to now? So each, each house, we just have to look at separately and say, okay, what's going to make this be a house where anyone who walks in is going to want to move in there today. Do you have a favorite style of house to stage? Well, I, not really. I sort of love them all. I like playing the field. I think, <laughs> I think, uh, I, I mean, my own home, I live on an equestrian street and I, and it was, that was created by Cliff May and they were mostly ranch homes. And I took mine down to the studs and raised it. And I like a home to feel I, to me, it's kind of where it is, the gardens and all of that. And then I just need to make it mine. But I, I would say I, I really love every every style of house. I like the moderns. I like the old, the, the grand dames. I like every, all the houses. I mean, sometimes I love working on a house that's kind of hasn't been loved in a long time. Just, you know, to kind of say, I know how to make you cuter. <laughs> and and do it, but um, no, I would. Ha- I'd have to say I like every style, and the same with furniture. I really, I really like most styles of furniture, and I like to. I like a little bit of a mix, some unexpected mm. items, like to put a beautiful antique in a very modern house here or there. You know, to mix it up a little bit. If it's yeah, you just have to get it right. So does your style in your home look like your staging or do you have a different style for yourself? I would say that, that my home is probably more eclectic than most of the homes we stage. I have, I have a lot of artwork that I love that I can just never get tired of looking at. 
And of course I have the white sofas, but then I have a mix of a, a few of my mother's favorite antiques that I just know she loves so much that I, I just have to have a little of her in my house. And then I have some modern pieces. And then I have like an, where I usually sit with a good friend to talk. I have these old leather chairs that my cat scratches and uh, they're, they're kind of <laughs> funky. So I've, I've mixed a lot of things. I, I mean, to me, I really like it all together. So I would say I have a quite of a mix, quite a bit of a mix in my house. Right. And do you still move the furniture around your house? You see, fairly right. often? <laughs> you have my I number. do the same thing. You have my number. Really? I do. I've I, always, I, I move things and change funny. things all of the time. It's like my favorite really? thing to do is like to redo my bookshelves and just, and you know, people will walk in and say, what's different in here? Something's different. <laughs> Almost every time it is. <laughs> it is different. That's I funny. I love that. Well, I know you have, a, I read that you have a 300,000 square foot warehouse of really cool furniture and art and rugs. So I guess you can always pull from that if you felt like oh, you, uh, you bet. You know, redecorating you your own bet. house. You bet. Right? I, I absolutely yeah. can and do. And then, you know, send things back all the time. Mm. Yeah. Our, our warehouse is, I don't go there very often because when I walk in there, I kind of go, oh my God, what have I done? there is just so much stuff yeah you have an enormous warehouse here in LA right yeah so yeah in LA we have a 300,000 square foot warehouse we also have downtown a 50,000 square foot warehouse that's just manufacturing so we manufacture a lot of our own Mm. holstered furniture and oh very nice so that's a full-time operation and then we have warehouses in Florida the east coast and northern California as well is the majority of your business still here or now you're pretty spread out? Well, the majority of our business is always in LA. And, okay. uh, but we have good size operations, you know, in, in other places as well. And uh, mm-hmm. We've, mm-hmm. we're installing in quite a few different states at any given time. Mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we just did an Look, install in I, Park I, City uh, a couple weeks ago and we did one in Chicago last month. And so it's just, we're kind of all over the place. Have stuff, we'll travel. You have have the trucks. We know you have the trucks. Look, you've staged a lot of homes for probably some interesting people. If you're willing to share, are there any good stories? I mean, maybe, maybe your staging got damaged or stolen or I don't know. I'd love to hear a story. Oh gosh, stories. (laughs) I have so many stories. Let me think. Uh, Well, the funniest story was we were doing a very modern house. And it was in my earlier years. And uh, my friend was saying, oh, I had this dream about this house that was just all white. And I went, oh, we just did a house like that. You guys come on over. I think there's an open house today. We went over there and we walked in and they were shooting a porn movie. <laughs> in, wait, in, in your, in your yes. stage home? <laughs> Thank that, God it was that, all white. That, that. <laughs> That's furniture that needs to be donated. Yeah. Wow. That oh, furniture oh, is. It was, yeah. Or burn. Oh, or burn. You or burn. wouldn't believe. You would not believe. Uh, well, Meredith, that's what happens when you stage oh. in Chatsworth. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, yes. it's just inevitable. Yes, but I'm just trying to think. We had, we've, had some, <laughs> we've had a lot of fun stories. We, were, we staged a house for uh, Gerard Butler, the actor. And... Mm-hmm he just fell in love with what we did. And he like, he asked if he could go on uh, to flea markets with us and just 
watch us, you know, watch how we pick things and all of that. So that was quite fun for my, all of my uh, young designers to, to do that with him. Well, you guys, you guys got some, a little bit of fame because uh, you were on that reality show stage to perfection. Uh, What was that like? Well, you know, it was, it was interesting. I think that because we do all these high-end homes, we were certainly not going to make it a, we weren't going to make it a drama show like so many of the shows are now. So it it was really fun to do. But at, after a certain point, if we're not going to kind of make up the drama and stuff, it's going to be watching us do this over and over and over again. And it's only going to people that are like as crazy as we are that love furniture as much as we do that are going to want to watch it after a certain amount of time. Right, right. You got it. Then those flipping shows, you got to create drama. Yes, yes. Something's right. got to go wrong. And yes. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, I know you love this question specifically, so I want to tee up your question (laughs) uh, about lamps. Yeah. So I'm just always curious. I I ask anyone who who works in moving or staging, how do you transport lampshades? Do you have a good method for that? Oh, boy, is that a good question. (laughs) That is an excellent question because in boxes, but lampshades get a lot of abuse in the moving process. So that it's, we've tried a lot of different things and we, I think we have, you know, we're going to, we have to dispose of a lot of them, obviously, but the, the way you do it is in boxes. And, uh, even then you just never know poor lampshades. (laughs) (laughs) I know they need to be like completely bubble wrapped and who's going to do that for a bunch of them. That might be your future. That might be your future, Sarah, to figure out how to transport Uh lampshades and you're going to become rich and famous (laughs) doing it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Even if you bubble wrap them, you might squish them a little bit and then you can't really unsquish them Uh after that. So it, it really is, you just have to have the right box Mm. and then you can put a, like a plastic cover over them, you know, with a, you've seen those, right? They have, Mm -hmm. they have covers for, that can help. Mm, Smart. Are there other things, Meredith, that are really challenging? Like, are you, are you moving grand pianos? Is it the big things that are hard? What, what, what gives you guys the most headaches? Well, different places are, are different challenges. I mean, first of all, if there's a driveway to a house, can our trucks get up the driveway or does our crew have to start way below and walk each piece up? We've had situations where we've had to load a small truck and just take things up in small trucks at a time. That is not particularly fun for the crew. In in Manhattan, the elevator wasn't big enough for a sofa. So we had to call the sofa doctor and have the sofa cut in two and then take it up (laughs) and then sew it back together. (laughs) Is that a thing? So it's different. Wow. Um, You know, we were always trying to ask in advance, are there any certain specific things that might make moving in and moving out difficult? And then of course, we do a lot of new new homes. And a lot of times, you know, they're so excited to get it on the market that they'll call us in to start and there'll be workmen everywhere. And we're in their way and they're in our way. And we, we try to do everything peacefully, but it can be challenging. And, uh, you know, I, we've, we've pulled up to install a house and they were, they were paving the driveway. So <laughs> you just don't ever know what's going to happen. Oh my God. It, it's hard to time it right. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to kind of pivot a little bit and maybe talk a little bit about what realtors need to know, what our audience needs to know about staging. I imagine, and you, well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, most of the time you're brought in, I know you're brought in by developers who have a new house, 
But if it's not a new home and you're brought in, is it usually by the agent, by the owner? Who brings you in? I would say the majority of time it's by the agent, but there are homeowners that we've worked with over and over and developers. But I I would say the major, I would say probably 65% of the time it's the agent. And, you know, the rest of the time, oh, it's somebody who's seen our work a lot or, or developers we work with on a regular basis. And then there, there are no, some groups like Thomas James Capital that where we do every house they do. I mean, we get a list and I mean, they're just starting to work in, in, Arizona. So we now have like 40 jobs lined up to do in Arizona, but we don't have a warehouse there. So it's, it's yep. complicated, but yep. usually, yeah, usually the ha- have product will travel us in. the brokers. And what, uh, what, what do agents need to know about working with you guys? I mean, are you open to staging any home? Are you, are you better for just higher end homes? Are you only are you better for just empty homes? Well, I, I personally believe that every home benefits from staging. I mean, unless it's already really done beautifully, but I mean, I think in any empty home will benefit from staging. And we, we generally do the higher end homes, but we also do average size homes as well. And, and as I mentioned, I love doing homes that kind of just need some love. Will you put their furniture in the garage potentially? Well, if that need gets be? complicated. It's as the years uh. have gone by, we usually have to have them sign a waiver if we're going to move their furniture because we don't mm. want to risk. It's one thing for us to bang our furniture, but it's another thing for anything to happen to their furniture or for them to think that we might have done something to their furniture. So yeah. generally, like ideally for us, we like to, we like to install an empty home that's been cleaned. And so obviously I think what most brokers would need to know is if it's new construction, it'd be really great for us if, if all the work has been done and, uh, Mm -hmm. and the house has been cleaned and then we're ready to go. And we've installed homes where there aren't any railings on the staircase, stuff like that. (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) Oh God, you need to think about what could go wrong. (laughs) And then obviously if needed a nice coat of paint, it's, it's a good idea for, I, I mean, that does wonders for an older home. Right. If you just put some fresh white paint on the walls, that cheers it up a lot uh, beforehand. Yep. And also just, you know, getting the gardener over there and cleaning up the grounds is a, is a big help. Right. So what is the normal uh, contract length for a staging contract? And what happens, like, for example, in a market slowdown, like we've had, where days on market extend a little bit longer? Do you kind of have a re-up contract where they can extend it a little bit? Is it the same price as that first one? We, gener- that we, uh, we generally offer three months free rent. So our install fee covers the furniture being there for three months. And then after that, the rental is 10% of the install fee. And okay, per month, per, per month. month, per month. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, in, uh-huh. in recent years, I mean, the houses, we, we've moved out of houses, you know, a week or two weeks after we've staged them. So that hasn't even come up. It's, right. Yeah. Uh, the pandemic, especially, moved so fast. Everything was oh, yeah. flying I mean, off the shelves. You just, you just <laughs> in, out, in, out. Yeah, generally, generally speaking, the houses will sell in that three-month period in a normal market. In a slow market, 
they might end up having, if that if the house isn't priced right, it might, if they're looking to get a higher dollar or something, it might stay on the market longer. But if it, if the house is yeah. priced well, it is very likely to sell in the first three months. I mean, that most homes well, move out of the especially, w- especially when it's staged by Meredith Bear, That's right? right. You got that right. That's- that was a that was an advertisement I for you. Um, let me ask you one. <laughs> let me ask you one last question. Like she needs our help. <laughs> right, 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 right. The, the the invoices in the mail. So it's a strange market, right, Meredith? I mean, you've lived through a few because you've been doing this for twenty five years. It's been a strange market for the last six to nine months. What are you seeing in terms of your business? Slow down? Is it getting are more people staging? What are you seeing these days? Okay, well, it, it's definite. The market has definitely slowed down. We're not moving out as quickly, and there there are still mm-hmm. homes that are selling in multiple offers, and there's still a lot of homes that are selling fairly quickly. It seems like inventory is low, and I think that what's happening with the banking situation and so forth. There's some fear. Mm-hmm. You know, this new thing where you have to pay five percent for a home over five million dollars is scaring people a little bit. Right. Right. Um, so I think, I think there are a lot of unknowns, but I, I feel, I mean, the main thing I'm noticing is, is low inventory. Maybe it's because so many homes sold in the last year yeah. that they're, they're just aren't, and people aren't necessarily moving at this point. So you're doing less, less stages well, than you normally um, would. Actually, it's hard to say. <laughs> I would say the number of jobs are down that a little bit down yeah. right now compared to last year, but we're in more homes than last year because they're, they aren't moving as quickly. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, things will pick up. <laughs> things will pick up. They always oh, do. do. They? Yes. <laughs> right. If they're slow now, they'll be fast. Yes. Later. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Nature of the market. That's the way the world works. I really enjoyed this conversation. This has been fascinating. I've been wanting to chat with you for a while. We've used your services in the past, always beautiful, but 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 I've never met you. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on with it us. Was yeah, it was a pleasure to talk to with both you. of you. Thanks so much. Yes. Meredith Bear. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. I'm Paul with Great Builds. And I'm Sarah with Glen Oaks Escrow. And if you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. If you'd like to get in touch, please email us at larealtorpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time.